A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 134. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week. On Insight Sunday, we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes of business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. On Story Tuesday, Ian talks lessons on learning. He shares why he listens to and how he learns from his most junior salespeople and how it creates an environment for growth and success for himself, his teams, and one-up sales. He talks about mistakes, when he worries about not making mistakes, and how to leverage them to increase your performance, leadership, and sales. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams, and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout, if you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching. Join me in welcoming Ian Moise, sales, tech sales leader, industry cloud expert, and social influencer, and chief revenue officer of 1UP Sales. Welcome back, Ian. Hi, Dr. Isha. Good to be here. Thank you. 
Thank you. On Insight Sunday, we covered so many things and there's so many loose ends I wish we had more time to jump into and really expound on. Some of the things we covered is you talked about sales, your own journey into sales from doing technical work and how you've come to understand and see sales as a skill, even though it wasn't really as aligned with what would be seen as the profile personality for a salesperson. You talked about how you've learned and developed those skills and even differences in language and how much of a learner you are really came out and how big a piece that is in your performance and the performance of your sales team and the clients that you serve and work for, and also in your own leadership. You talked about the importance of adapting, adapting inside the organization and also to buyer behavior outside the organization. We dove a little bit into that and some of the, even the psychology pieces of that, as well as the importance of learning and marginal gains and seeking nuggets. So thank you so, so much for all of that on Insight Sunday. I really Really, I'm so excited to continue talking and diving into it on Story Tuesday, where we dive deeper and learn from some of your hard-earned lessons so that we can really learn from them. So on that note, I wanted to start by asking for you to share a big learning experience for you. Sure. And I think it's going to be a bit of an odd one, I guess, is a big learning experience for me is to keep learning. And I think we spoke about and touched on before is... You know, I always had that aspiration coming into sales, I guess, and then you want to be sales leadership, wherever you want to go with it, that you're going to get to that point where you're baked and you see these other people have been doing it for years. I want to get there and you'll get there and you're done, right? You've reached the top of the mountain. You can't go up any further. Great, I'm done. I'm ready now. And what I've realized on getting there is actually there is no end to this because you can constantly get better. No one is perfect at this. No one has got every skill. No one has experienced every situation. So a self-learning awareness that I came to as I recruited young salespeople was I can bring a lot of value to them. I can bring experience, but I have been on the journey they've been on. I had all the experiences they've had. I don't know what experiences they've had. I've only got the context of the journey and the pattern that I've taken. So if I see something where I've been in that scenario five times before, I've got a level of experience that I can make a quick judgment of probably what would work here. It doesn't mean that is the right answer. It means it's the contextual answer that I'm aware of from what I've experienced, but it's to listen to other people, even if they're junior, and to encourage them to speak up. Because how many junior people often feel they haven't got a voice because the leaders are doing all this stuff and they fall into line and no one's inviting them to speak and they feel nervous to speak up because, well, Oh, these people must all know what they're doing. I've got an idea here, but I might feel stupid if I say it. Am I in a safe environment? To do it, encourage those environments, right? And I think a lot of innovative companies we see out that are doing incredibly well have created a different cultural environment where everyone's got a contribution. I work in one of those today, which is a great environment to be in. Everyone can challenge anything, but do so in a respectful human manner. Hmm. That's the key. And respect that contribution. Don't knock it back. Don't do a whiteboard exercise and get ideas and then say, no, well, yeah, we're not putting that up because that's not that's not good. Everything is a good contribution. It doesn't mean it's going to be where we're going to go. But that contribution may not be the one, but it may spark someone else to have an idea. Go, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Oh my God, I could do so. That contribution may spark some other idea that then becomes something you wouldn't have got to. Mm. So that's the one for me. Constantly be learning and from everyone around you, no matter their position, experience, level. 
Mm. So one of the things I wanted to point out is as you're talking about that, there's so much of that that feeds directly into leadership and great leadership versus the kind of leadership that is so top down, as you were saying, that's more instructive than it is open. And you talked about culture and I think psychological safety plays such a huge piece, such a huge role in that as well. And I think some of the things you shared from these lessons are really key to cultivating an environment, which I think is exactly what you're pointing out, an environment where someone feels empowered, even somebody junior, and perhaps especially somebody junior, feels empowered both to learn, but also to offer a different perspective. And something you have been alluding to, which I have a saying, and I say it a lot, experience informs our expectations. Right. Our expectations are all coming from past experiences, which you've kind of mentioned both on Insight Sunday and today, that whatever our expectations, which when we're giving advice, we're drawing on our own experience and our own expectation of how that advice is going to get implemented in the situation. But that is really limited to my own past experience and something that you really pointed out, which is so important, is that somebody else who has a different set of life or professional experiences, and often very much both, they're going to have a different set of expectations. And just hearing or seeing that, even if that in itself isn't the biggest paradigm shift, but just seeing and hearing that there's a different set of experiences, informs or creates a different kind of expectation, generates a slightly different perspective and idea. What that can allow us to do is to take a step away from our own experience, our own expectations, our own viewpoint. And that is the place where new ideas, where new learning where new development, where new growth comes from. If all we ever had was the experience we've already accumulated, then we would only ever generate the same expectations. We would only ever generate the same actions and often results. And when the world is changing and so many things are changing, the results aren't even likely to stay exactly the same. And so that's a way of kind of keeping up with all of that. I wanted to hear some of your thoughts on that. Yeah, I totally agree. We get blinkered, right? We get blinkered. And often in today's world, which is so fast moving, you want to get things done, it's easy just to get it done. Well, I've got the answer. I've already decided the answer, so I'm just going to do it. You know, so sometimes it's take the pedal off the gas. I've been guilty of this. You just want to get stuff done. We're incredibly busy. I've already got, why do I want to slow down before you speed up? Mm-hmm. Get it done, move on to the next thing. And that get it done may not be the best answer. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Well, if you ask mm-hmm. more people, sometimes it creates foresight. Right? But mm. If you just do it, then everything becomes hindsight because the only time you ever get someone suggests something, it's too late because you've already done it. So, yeah, I think a lot of stuff comes from experience, right, and coming to awareness of how some of this stuff works. And we've got to change how we do stuff because we're now in a world where we've all gone through a radical disruption globally that has disrupted a lot of businesses um, out of their norm and a lot of human beings out of their norm. So we've got to become more adaptable, more agile, and do things differently. If that means how many people are having to pivot and how many businesses have had to pivot from this. So their experience, you may be the most experienced person in your industry, in your business, but if you've had to pivot, did you never dealt with that before? So you haven't got the experience. Mm -hmm. Other people around you, you know, you need to seek that cadence from others of, what could we do here? Give me ideas. Let's think about it. people have had to suddenly become very creative as individuals and as businesses of how to get through this pandemic. Some more than others. Some have been disrupted tremendously. Mm-hmm. 
and some we've all witnessed have pivoted to be creative of how do I still drive revenue? What can I do right now to still survive in business? But none of them could have used their previous experience. No one's been through this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. And I really appreciate that as you talk about slowing down to speed up and that's slowing down when you can harness that process and you're thinking adaptively and when you're seeking new perspectives and moving away from just the past experience you've had, you can turn hindsight, which only shows up after the fact, into foresight. And that's something really beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. We're going to need to jump right into another couch round. I wish we had more time and perhaps we're going to need to get you back on at some point in the future. I want to start with What's one thing you know now that you wish you knew when you were getting started? That's a beautiful question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's back to my, I don't know. I think if that was for anyone to learn from is that an awful lot of what looks like complex things in business and illustrious things are not. It's not rocket science. You know, what goes on in a board meeting, what goes on in some of those meetings behind the scenes that you're not party of, you think, oh, my God, it's so pie in the sky. I couldn't all is actually it's not rocket science going on. It just happens to be that those people have got some authority, have got the job title and are in that position. But I think that would be the biggest thing is you often assume things that are going on out of your reach or too complex where you couldn't deal with them. You put your own barriers in the way. Hmm. And yet I've sat on the board as a non-exec and et cetera, of many different firms and industry bodies and realized Actually, a lot of it is about experience. A lot of it is about just that you've been through a journey and you've got some opinion and context to bring. I often use the phrase, there's no rocket science to sales. People overcomplicate things. I think that's what I've learned. Hmm. I would have said, don't assume everything that you see is as complicated as you assume it's going to be, because often it's not. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to jump right into our next question. What is the difference between a mistake and failure? That's a good one. I think failure is not learning from it or moving on in a positive fashion. Losing a deal, well, that's a failure, right? Well, you might have made mistakes to it. What have you learned from it? What have you learned from that mistake? If you've learned something from it, it's not a failure. If all you've done is taken away is negative feelings, negative emotion, and negativity, then it is a failure. That would be Mm -hmm. my uh, interpretation. Thank you. Can you name someone who you can go to when you make a mistake? And they'll respond by saying, okay, let's deal with this now and then learn from it for later. Right now, I'd say anyone in the business that I'm working in, and Mm. I have great pleasure across my career of working with many people who've got that attitude. And I guess I look for that in people that I work with is making mistakes. And I encourage people, if you're not making a mistake, you're not trying hard enough. You're avoiding Mm. doing things or challenging yourself. If you never make a mistake, you're probably not pushing yourself enough. You're not doing things out of your comfort zone, but be prepared to make a mistake, be prepared to own up to it, deal with it, learn from it. But the one thing I say is don't make the same mistake again and again and again, because mm-hmm. that goes from mistake to stupidity. Yeah, thank you. We're going to go right to the next question. Can you name someone that you've learned from their mistakes instead of making your own? Yeah, there's many examples I've seen through my career. I'm not going to name individuals to protect the innocent, but I've witnessed, I guess, had the pleasure or the displeasure of witnessing some really bad mistakes. And I think Mm -hmm. the thing there is often it's not about then doing the man thing, which is I want to try and correct that mistake and tell him where you should have done it. Sometimes it's out of your remit. It's a learn from the situation, the outcome. Sometimes it's the right thing. Then maybe they made a mistake for the right reasons. Mm. 
but it's what would you have done differently? How could you have handled that? And I think if you don't see mistakes happening, you don't learn as much. If everything was perfect around you, mm-hmm. you don't learn what works and what doesn't work. So all you ever see is what works. So I think mistakes are a good thing. As I said, it means people are trying harder. And have but, opportunities to learn. You don't want to be making too many, right? What you don't want is someone that's making 50 mistakes a day and saying, mm-hmm. but I'm really trying. Well, that is a different connotation. Comes back to, on Insight Sunday, the aptitude or having fundamental competence and having enough of that and then learning moving forward. Yeah, thank you. We're going to jump right into our next question. From your perspective, what is more important, working in your business or working on your business? Yeah, that's a difficult one. I don't even know. I'm going to be honest and say, I don't know if I've got a good answer for that one. And I'd rather say that than try and make up some illustrious answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I've got a good answer, but that's a real thought breaker, right? Maybe we'll come back to it next time. I'll pass on that one. And if Uh anything, that's, that's a learning exercise for me to go and think about that. Yeah, thank you. I think it's incredible how you just take it that way that you say to yourself, well, I'm not sure. I don't have an answer for this. And I'm going to think about it and learn something from the thought process of doing this. I mean, that's from my experience. And what I'm hearing is that's you being what you are talking about, what is so important. So thank you for that. Next question. What is one thing that's coming up for you or your business that you're working on really excited about? Yeah. So we're growing the team, we're recruiting, we're putting people in place. And I've got a remit to really change whatever I want to change to do what I've done in other businesses, which is bring growth of customers, uh, growth of success. So I'm doing those marginal gains. There's got a list at the moment, be a hundred things, hundred ideas that I want to execute on that are all going to be micro improvements to the business and to what we can do for our customers and the success for our business and our staff. So but that's the exciting thing for me. There's so much opportunity and so many things to do. I like being busy. You know, I like coming in where there's things to do. It's not just come in and turn a wheel. It's, you know, change things, improve things, try things. I've got some ideas planned out that I think will really help drive business. Some of them are going to fail, right? Some of them are going to mm-hmm. be, that didn't produce what I thought. Well, that's fine. That's because exactly learning. what I said. Try, try 20 things. Yeah. And as long as more of them work and don't cost a, various in cost then how do we figure out which are the ones that are going to work for us and i've got a team around me all excited about trying things and contributing and bringing their own ideas as well Mm -hmm. amazing thank you so so much last question for today what is one question about business or leadership that you would want to have a psychologist adaptability hacker executive coach and business consultant answer so for me it would be and for others out there i guess is and the one i've always struggled with is How do you learn to build your gravitas? How do you learn to build your profile and reputation in those discussions and come across in the right way? And it might be verbiage. It might be body language. It might be how you approach things. You know, Mm. we see sales leaders out there who are leading multi-billion dollar companies and are inspirational. How are they naturally there? That for me is the hard one, gravitas, because how do you define it? How do you get more gravitas? Hmm. So how do you show up in a way that commands respect, communicates your expertise? Well, I would say earns respect rather than commands respect, but not off the back of the job title. It's not about the title. Mm -hmm. It's about what behaviors best exhibit. What behaviors would you look to become habitual that would improve the gravitas that comes with you? That would be, I guess, a complex way of explaining it. 
Yeah, thank you. And just for you to know, that question will be answered in Thrive Thursday's episode. Oh. So you'll have my answer for that coming up. Thank you so much again for giving us a peek behind your success and diving into your hard-learned wisdom. I think it's incredible and so great to learn from the challenges and pitfalls in leadership and business, as well as the achievements that we all have. Thank you so much. I hope you guys listening today have also gained a lot from today. Just to give a really brief recap today, Ian, you shared, there's nobody who's just baked, who's done, who really just has it all or is perfect. There is no such a thing as being the perfect person in every area, whether that's in a business or sales or anywhere else. And so part of that that you also talked about and we talked about together is how experience informs expectations and how expectations really lend themselves to the way we approach things, how important it is to slow down before you speed up, how to turn hindsight into foresight. And if you're not making a mistake, you're probably not working hard enough. So thank you for those and more lessons on learning. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you again for being such a great guest. Super. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 